<laughs> Gosh, John, I forget how good you are at karate. That's incredible. I know, man. I mean, it's all about the right belt. It is. Timing you know? or your leather belt. Exactly. I, I feel like maybe, is that not, that's what you meant. Not really, okay. but speaking of, oh, Dave, wow, I'm yeah, just yeah. going to try to transition to okay. save you. <laughs> Finally, Dave, Yeah. warm spring days are arriving. Oh, Am I gosh. right? Isn't it great? You know what? I need a new pair of shades that I don't have to baby. Do you know what I'm saying, John? I don't want to take care of them. Let me put them on, take them off, and not have to worry Look, about it. Hey, Dave, I know exactly Sorry. Sorry, what I didn't you mean. Sorry, I didn't mean to rant. Knock around is the solution. They've been making high-quality shades that don't break the bank okay. since 2005. Oh, wow. And they've actually been my personal go-tos for years. Oh, yeah. I love Knockaround, John. They have over 20 different frame styles, so there's something for everyone, including tons of kids' pairs. That's right. So whether you're looking to rep your favorite sports teams, mm-hmm. you know, like you're a sports guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> spend some relaxation time in the yard, yep. or cruise down Broadway with the windows down oh. like Dave does uh-huh. all the time. All the time. Every Tuesday and Thursday mm-hmm. and Saturday. Mm-hmm. Knock around. That's what you need. Yeah, yeah. All of their lenses have UV 400 protection, which is basically like sunscreen for your eyes, which, by the way, I've tried that, and it hurts. <laughs> Use the sunglasses, everybody. With polarized adult pairs starting at 28 bucks. you can get a few pairs to leave in your car, toss in your beach bag, or lend to a friend in need. Dave, that is such a good price I that I might buy a pair just to intentionally lose them. I don't love that logic, John, but I know, you do but have a history of misplacement. It's not around Don't fight me because like of the karate stuff. But it could so. be perfect for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, Dadville fans, don't squint through family beach days yeah. or trips to the park. Check out knockaround.com and use the promo code DADVILLE15 for 15% off your order. That's DADVILLE15 for 15% off your order at knockaround.com. Yeah. Hi, I'm Dave Barnes. And I'm John McLaughlin. And welcome to Dadville. Dadville is a podcast where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of awesome dadding. It's funny thoughts and deep talks. So please, enjoy your time here in Dadville and enjoy this episode with... Shane and Shane. So this this is this is one of these um this is this is a uh, episode of Dadville that I'm this is a little bit like Christmas morning for me. I've seen this on the I've seen this on the iCal and I've just been like every day that's closer I put an X. I put an X. I get mm-hmm. so excited. I'm a little giddy. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie to y'all. We have the um handsome, talented, um effervescent, quick with sleight of hand, um g- golden voiced duo of Shane mm. and Shane mm-hmm. um who I've known we've known each other a really long time like yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, really yeah. long as long time. as I've known him actually actually longer and and I remember that story like it's yesterday so we can get into like our first the first time we met Dave What's, Barnes uh oh I'm an, I I feel like I, I I feel like I know this and it was in uh was it in Wisconsin or was no. it in Texas no neither what? You're just, I, I, you're just I wonder throwing if, states out. I wonder if I'm thinking of the same thing you are. Oh, yeah. I, re- I remember the first. I have re- I, I remember the first time I rem- I re- maybe we met him before. Do you remember I'm, the first time you remember? I do. That would be awesome. <laughs> I remember the first time I remember. So Can that be the name of y'all's podcast? <laughs> yeah, I remember the first time I remember. It was dark and then it was light. Sorry, I'm sorry. And I was yelling. I'm, I was screaming. I was screaming, and then somebody hit me in the butt. 
Yeah, yeah. It was bad. That sounds like a lot of situations I've sadly been in um, <laughs> after shows. What? What? Um. Oh what? what when? When do you remember this, Shane? Like, like, was this? So we were playing. Uh, you know, it's funny because we haven't played. I bet we can count on one hand, like the showcases that we have we have played, because uh, we were typically, you know, out and about during all those times. So we are. We probably should have been at the showcases, mm-hmm. but we were doing a showcase. Okay. At uh, what was it called? Thirteenth and some. Uh, oh, oh uh, 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 here in Nashville. Uh, yeah, Lindsley? yeah, oh, yeah. Twelfth uh, yeah, and Lindsley. Yeah, or twelfth and Porter. 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 That's it. There we and go. this 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 kid comes up and hands us his you know his mm. his record. And this feels right. He this gets right into it. Oh, yeah, he gets, gets right into it. Super wait, wait, into it. wait, hold on. Wait, so wait, no, he slips us his his yeah. EP. He's like, hey, hey. I mean, just kind of slides it hey, in. This is, like, hey, this, hey, you probably need to hey, check this out. Check this out. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't think dude, of. I just have to. Dude, pause you were quick. just. A, Listen, I have to follow because if the people that don't know me that haven't known me as long as y'all have, I can't, I can't, I can't think of a descriptor of me that's more, that's more appropriate than he gets right into it. He does. In he my twenties, there was no bed, there was no bedside manner. None, no, like, zero. It was and, just going for the gut. There's, there's a redeeming quality to this though, because. Uh, you know that happened quite a bit back then. We would. It's like it was almost like routine. We would we would get on the bus because yeah. we would we would drive the bus and we would li- we would put whatever oh. couple yeah. things that people had 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 you know right. slipped us. Because yeah. the thing is, um, and, and y'all, you, you got it for those who are listening that maybe, maybe a little younger than we are. Like that, that was that culture. Like, right. like mm-hmm. th- that, as you guys are saying, like um, you would play a show. I mean, John knows this. I know this, and. You know, back when CDs were a thing, it was so common, so, as you guys are saying, for after a show or before a show, a kid would come up and yeah. say, hey, this is my CD, like, they hear my yeah. songs. That was yeah. a very common, yeah, mm-hmm. it was really common. Totally. Yeah. And so we were, I remember that we were driving and we put your, we put your record in and there was a stark contrast to most things we listened to <laughs> and the one that we were listening to. And we ended up listening to that pretty faithfully. Wow. Yeah, like what, for Dave, what was on this CD? Like what that this probably was three than four. That three was one four? Hit in my first I mean, one I did come with on, that. yeah, that that evening. Yeah, that's going to stand out because, yeah. and I don't mean to be disrespectful to anyone, but the bar is pretty low. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the, 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 the CD is getting get. handed Thriller every night. It's, it's, no, <laughs> yeah, we've all seen American Idol. You know what I mean? There was a reason. Right, that it was good TV, and that was a reason that was good bus conversation. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. occasionally there was yeah. that diamond in the rough. Yeah. Well, and Dave, yeah, you're yeah. my diamond. Well, yeah, yeah, and it was like, man, I, you know, we, we felt obligated. It's like, you know, this he really got in there real fast, you know, and I was like, <laughs> he gets like, guy's enthusiastic, you know, he's just in, and it was a little like, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm a little offended by this person, and then we put it in, and then we're like, oh, praise God, like. <laughs> Because if he had that and wasn't good, this kid, you know, this, he's in real trouble. Dude, <laughs> the trajectory dude, of his life dude, is dude, really... He's just going to be so disappointed because he is way overconfident. <laughs> you are a so, hundred times better than we were ever in that moment. Like, just the sheer... Uh, 
what was coming out out of those speakers oh, was man. like, I'm I'm driving the bus. I'm never going to do this. Yeah, again. and then oh. we're like, okay, we got to have this guy come out oh, on the man. road. And then you were at that time you were hanging out with with Lee. Was it Lee and Wirtz? Mm-hmm. And so you guys. I remember just hanging out with you guys and having a blast. And are you still doing the thing where you have the pretend band, or was that just back oh, then? Oh, Chocolate Texas. Chocolate that was Texas? more of a thing back then. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen you've that. seen that, John? Right? Now, now, he, has, knows John. now he has a real band, and he pretends <laughs> still that they aren't there. <laughs> he pretends that they're not there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here. Listen, this is this is the thing, and I I, I I need like thirty minutes of this intro, right? Because I, I can't tell you. I, I sat there listening this morning to Psalms, and it it was. I, I mean, I, I'm not listen. I'm I'm not lying, to you guys. I haven't felt like that in such a long. Like it took me. I was immediately in Wurtz's VW, driving around in Lubbock, Texas, with Matt listening envying with all of the emotion i can have envying this record just like y'all's voices and the songs and the i just and it was so i have such vivid memories listening it was i I sort of like got side swipes in there listening to it because i was like god this is such a significant part of my life Mm. listening to that record Mm. um and 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 for people who listen you got to understand like you i mean you guys were such a massive part of so many of me and my friends' musical beginnings. Like the, the, it was mm. such a huge soundtrack uh, to to so many of us because that was to me. I mean, this that was such a fascinating, amazing time and sort of like acoustic guys with guitar music. And now, mm-hmm. and you know, it has its. It waxes and wanes throughout the generations of guys that you know bands and girls that come in and they sort of it's not cool and then it's cool again. But for whatever reason, I mean, early two thousands, it was like the coolest thing that ever happened. And everybody, like you guys said, had CDs that were given around. But I remember hearing y'all the first time, and that record was it. Still, listening to today, I, I could sing that whole the whole thing, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's funny because I remember uh, meeting y'all and it being. One of the biggest deals at the time to me, because I knew the music so well, it was like you guys were in Nashville, which was such a big thing because, you know, you were touring, but you know, you guys were Texas guys. That was like mm-hmm. the thing, you know, and I just remember like I think sprinting from the back of the room the minute you got one foot off the stage. It was just <laughs> a 50 yard dash to get you a record and then and being so excited, gave it to y'all. But I think the coolest thing there, there was two or three things I wanted to say before we did y'all's intro. Um, I hear that beer in the background. Uh, one was was <laughs> you, you know heard, just how much of that. a <laughs> did it that <laughs> you know just how much of a um, huge influence y'all were on me. I mean, I was laughing with Dave Haywood the other day and Lady A, and we're talking about something, and you guys came up, and he's like, "Dude, I can't tell you how obsessed obsessed uh, with Shane and Shane I was." Mm-hmm. Like he's like, "I and and I will have these conversations every now and then with mm-hmm. with artists here in Nashville where y'all will come up and somebody's like, "Oh, dude." It, it will just it's the deepest dives like we just put on the aqua suits and we just we just plunge you know we're in so one it's it's so fun seeing that two i think um you know like i said how much that music meant to me and still does three i i you know and y'all have heard me tell the story but i gotta tell it um i think probably one of the most impactful moments that i've had in my career especially in that season of my career my new career at the time y'all had asked me to come open a show in lubbock 
I was through the roof. It was like this. This is it. This is the. This is what I've dreamed of. I call my parents. You know, they're like, "That's great." Who's Shane and Shane? I'm like, exactly. Yeah. Um. So I, I remember getting there, and I was beyond nervous because, and, and I know y'all know this story. I've told y'all this a hundred times, but. I was so in my head about like, you know, you guys are doing this worship thing and I've got these songs that aren't worship songs. And the whole day I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm going to get up there and people are just going to start throwing things or like, you know, worshiping to the, I'll never forget playing a show once <laughs> and I was playing until you and I saw a girl's hands raised. Oh, no. like, oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yep. no. Okay. Um, <laughs> just not, I hey, am going to be accountable for this. True. That's hey. true. <laughs> it is true. Thank you. But I just knew I'm going to get to heaven and God's going to be like, no, you can get him one quick thing. Just a quick thing. Just, um, just... Do you remember that girl who, she, uh, she's not a Christian anymore. She's going to be standing outside the gate. <laughs> a, they won't let I her loved in. Until did you, you, it's not a Christian. Did you see that girl coming in? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that, that one. Um, so, so I, I think before the show, I'm, I'm so in my head. I'll never forget talking to y'all before the show and, and just being really vulnerable because y'all, you know, hey, Dave, how you doing? You excited? And I was like, guys, I got to be really honest with y'all. I'm, I'm a little in my head about this show. And y'all were like, why? And I said, you know, you, you guys play this incredible music that's so much of it is praise and it's God centered and it's, you know, and I was like, that's just not what I do. And I'm terrified people are going to like, roast me for it or it's going to be awkward or whatever and i'll never forget you guys were so mean and you just said it's that's why we have you here is to make us look better and you walked off and i sat there for an hour that was the last time you you spoke that's a lot and then now that's why i've got you on the and then i wanted to ask you why you said that (laughs) (laughs) no no no, I'm, i'm joking of course you guys were just so encouraging you're like look we didn't ask you to come here and do that. We asked you to come play your music. Just get up and play your music. And it was just that simple. And it, I swear to you guys, that felt like the beginning of this trajectory in my life that was, because I think I struggled a lot at that time with sort of feeling like I'm this Christian guy, but I'm not exactly doing that kind of music. And, and, and I hadn't gotten really comfortable with that yet. I think Matt and I both struggle with that kind of feeling like we're doing these clubs and bars. We're doing colleges. We're also doing some church stuff. And I'd swear to you guys, that conversation felt like to me the beginning of something that was like, oh, I should just do what I've been called to do and just trust that's what God wants me to do. But it was a huge moment for me. And I think about it a lot, especially when I think about you guys. So that's that's just a bit of thank you. And then I got to say before we start too, John and I were talking about this, the triple strum thing, Shane, like mm. that, it, I, I, it, you don't understand. Like it, it was... P, uh, still to this day, when Dave Haywood brought up, he's like, dude, the triple strum. I'm like, bro, that I was, still. I was telling Dave, I feel like that's the first thing, the first thing of Shane and Shane that I ever heard was people, other guitar players, I don't really play to guitar, yes. talking about the triple strum. Yes. Like, yes. before I even heard any of your music, that was what Shane and Shane was. It was like, words oh, could, could kind of do it. And it was yeah. literally like someone, um, someone had a thing that nobody could, like, it was like they would sort of open the little bag and like, look what I got. Like, oh, let me, no, 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 you can't. No, no. Like Matt would try to show me, but he was like, you got to break your wrist first and get it reset in a certain way. There's a guy in Nepal you have to spend like six months with. And, and it's you know. funny because it's such, it's such a tell. Like there are other, 
things that like you know a piano player will do where you're like i i feel like maybe he listens to some harry connick jr maybe yeah right yeah but you a guitar player does that and you're like oh yeah that's the genius of it i think jv is like nobody nobody can be like i don't know what you're talking about bro like you have his face tattooed on your collarbone what do you mean you don't know what i'm talking about you guys don't know how much time i've spent before the lord repenting For it's like all you of that, you can't get it back. I you can't, you can't, can't get, get it back. back. I don't know. You can't I, listen. Do not. Do not. You can't do that. I mean, it's it's such a it's such a it was just it's so cool. It's still cool. Like listening to songs this morning, I literally was like, oh my gosh! Like there you it listen is. that. Where did that come from, by the way? What like what? Because I mean, you were the OG in our world for that. Obviously, you listen like Gypsy Kings or something. You're gonna hear a lot uh-huh. of that. But for that iteration of it, though, like you were the OG. You were the dude. <laughs> when was the first triple strum? Where did it happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, when did it? <laughs> Do we have it on origin? video? I assume What's it was at a showcase. <laughs> but, but, where, but seriously, where did that come from? Because it's not <clears throat> contextually. It doesn't make it, like it's not something. So can we, can we do a Dave? You have a guitar right there. No, I can't so do it. People, I, I literally would have to I mean, break my wrist. A, a lot of people or listening are like, I don't know what we're talking about. Here, I'll get him a guitar. He no, 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 no. Hey, hey, hey yeah. people don't know what you're talking about. If I do that, you're gonna have to sing like a sing like real high for <laughs> hey. it. Hey, right here, <laughs> dude. Because right. you have to. Hey, you don't have to think, sing anything. Just, nothing fancy. You know what I mean? Hey, Just, now. Hey, you know what I'm saying? It. Stop it. Hey, okay. stop. <laughs> but 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 seriously, Shane. Okay, like, so uh, so my dad. I don't know. I don't know if this had much to do with it, but uh, my dad was sort of a John Wayne type fella, like West Coast okay. cowboy, gold digger, literally spent his 20s in Mexico with a gold pan and a gun. Oh my like, gosh. Real, real, like a real crazy adventure guy. And him and my mom met in a, in a bar in their mid thirties. My mom was like this slightly rebellious Catholic, tiny little Catholic lady who, who from Ohio who traveled West and they met at the peanut farm. And, Jeez, uh, this and they got mad rebellious. Man. And they got married. And so he knew one song, it was called Gabriel Lampoyero, La Pilleta Camasquero. And so there could As be one does radio. Edit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. This is probably a solid yeah, the radio. Edit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I man, I did not grow up other than a couple of those kinds of folk songs. Wow. Uh, in any, any kind, any kind of art, art or music or any of that. We lived on the West coast. Um, and you know, we lived in the map kind of little house in the prairie style for my first four or five years of school in Washington state. So we didn't even have a, we didn't even have a radio or television or anything. So, wow. Um, uh, and then when I we, we we kind of migrated to Texas, he did road construction, so we kind of moved a lot, and uh, and then we landed in Texas, and then uh, I became a believer. Uh, literally, I was on top of a roof with my buddy. We were playing football like at night on his mom's roof. It's what. I don't, do. I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm having a hard time believing anything that you've said so far. <laughs> right. All of this literally sounds like a peyote fever dream. But right. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It's there. We're in the spirit world, man. Yeah, we are. We're in the spirit world. It's true. All right, so, uh, so you're on a roof playing football. Yeah. How old are you at this point? So this is like the eighth grade. Okay. And uh, at the end of the end of the eighth grade, uh, fell off a couple times. Uh, no. That was sure. awesome. It's. Sure. it's yeah. It's nighttime. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's the right time. <laughs> and uh, and so the Lord did something in me. He wasn't a believer either, but like just the West Texas Stars conversation up there, 
of like, man, there's there's something going on here that that I don't know, I don't know about. Wow. It, was sort, it was sort of like a Psalm eight uh, vibe that I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about. I never read the Bible, didn't, never heard the gospel. Um, but he he put the stars, the moon and the stars, in place with his fingertips. It says mm-hmm. Psalm eight, and then it says, and yet what is man that he would care for him? And so I had a kind of that feeling, but I didn't know what that, I didn't know what it was. I'm just like, what's going on? So I, I would tell my parents back in the day when you could do this, like, I'm going to go play basketball, you know, I'll be back whenever. And I would sneak to the youth group. It was like this little, little youth group. Uh, his mom was a believer. And so we started to go and, uh, and I heard the gospel. I mean, it was like, I had never, heard, this was I'd gone to church because my mom was Catholic and, and she would take my brother and I to church. But I had never heard the truth of the gospel, never heard that my sins could be forgiven, that I could know God. I mean, just these these things. And I was just like such an easy sell. I'm like, yes, yes. I mean, I was in. I didn't even know. I didn't know anything. And I was so in. And so that uh, my youth pastor played, you know, a, f- a few chords. I'd never seen a guy with a guitar at that, wow. that moment. I was like, you know, I'd never like an acoustic guitar. We had an acoustic guitar at our house because my, well, my mom to this day, I was, ju- I, I was just with her yesterday at her house in, in Austin. Um, she still has, it's like a six foot seven, like American Indian kind of mannequin, like you would see outside of a cigar shop. Oh wow! In, in, like in Santa yeah, yeah. Fe, yeah, yeah. Um, he's just existed in our house, like right next to like the stuffed rattlesnake, and like you know <laughs> right. the, the the lion skins slot on the machines, floor, the lot slot. of <laughs> lot of turquoise. So, <clears throat> the the chief held a guitar, and wow. uh, or for years. I mean, he did all kinds of stuff, but like they he, move him around. It's terrifying, actually. Yeah, it's yeah, if you super don't know. terrifying. If you don't know, yeah. Uh, so I I I asked the chief if I could use this guitar because there was these four chords that you know. This youth pastor was was just plunking and these twenty little worship songs, and so I, t- I took his guitar and you know I just GCD and he minored it you know, and uh, and then I got baptized and then uh, <laughs> <laughs> they give and, you they give you A minor when you get baptized yeah that's right that's right I got that too in there <laughs> uh, and from that moment on you know through high school and college. It was never my thing. People would say s- things like "Stairway to Heaven." I had no. I thought it was another worship song. I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't. Of it, of you know, I don't know that one, <laughs> and I didn't know any. There was no context musically, like zero. Um, and but I just played those twenty worship songs over and over and over, and and it was all in the context of living rooms and basements, and usually we'd turn the lights off. We'd probably have you know ten to twenty people, and so you couldn't really hear anything anyway. But man, I've I think I've always been pretty rhythmic. Like I, yes, I, yes. I, 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 even before then, I would get in trouble for tapping on my desk. I mean, those kinds of things. I didn't know any of that. But um, you know, and I didn't even really realize that I was exploring the space rhythmically as much as I was. But everybody was just wailing, especially when we got to college. <laughs> there's like 200 people in our apartment, and it's just they're just wow. pouring their heart out. And so yeah. I'm just going to town, you know, and. Uh, at the moment that at my junior year in college, that's that's when Shane and I met. I borrowed his guitar because the Chiefs guitar doesn't plug in, mm. and uh, I played this thing, and, and there was a hundred miracles involved. I, I my my roommates 
convinced me to play a concert and I was like, ah, I was, I was a shy kid. I mean, I grew up with John Wayne in the West coast. I mean, I don't even know. I don't know anything how to talk. I'm just like, <laughs> okay. And, uh, so I borrowed Shane's guitar and, uh, and we ended up doing a record because a guy in East Texas was like, hey, man, you come over to my house and do a record. So we did a record <laughs> with a buddy named Caleb who I had just met. We did a record in oh, seven right. hours. Jeez oh, Louise. Um, it was called Shane and Caleb. Yeah. And, uh, and man, um, you know, which I had never sang in a way that I remember having the thought. I got up to the mic and I had the thought, like, I have to try to sound good. Like usually that ha- that happens way before way this before moment. That, yeah. <laughs> so I'm in the moment and I'm like, I I've never had this. so and just the sheer amount of try- screaming and trying and strumming is just it's so it's so niche and quirky that people actually bought it. When when mm. did did you have a moment, especially with that strumming? You know the that's what people. If you don't know it, did you have a moment where somebody said to him, and you're like, oh, is that a thing now? Have I done a thing? Like, was there ever, a, like, what was the first time that. Like, when you noticed everyone catching on yeah, to like it? Yeah, like, that was it. becoming yeah. a thing that you were. Yeah, doing. so, yeah, so that, the, this, this little CD, I borrowed some money to print it from my dad, which that's a whole funny story. And then it came out the day we played this concert. And um, when people started to listen to this thing and, and call, and then we would, I'd get these calls that literally pre cell pre cell phone like on my apartment phone, and we would go play. I knew immediately like something something's going on here with the strumming thing, uh-huh. because because that was the that was kind of the thing, especially on that. It was just like a, it was just out of control. <laughs> you know what I mean? There was no. I mean, on Psalms it is too, but it, it, no, like, no, no, no. It's you not. think like you think of like a couple records before that. It is just it's completely out of control. So uh, yeah, I, I immediately knew that there was something going there was on. Something there. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. fat. And so did y'all. Y'all met. Shoot. No, stop. We're not. I gotta. I gotta intro y'all. We skip this, guys. <laughs> Why'd you do this? Here we go. I gotta give a little. That's that's the farthest I've ever gone in an interview and not introduce somebody. Okay, so Shane and Shane, here we go. I want to actually talk about this next. But met while students. This is what we call the brag sheet. So buckle up, boys. Okay. I'm about to brag. Get your brag. On. <laughs> met. They met while students at Texas A&M, while both attended Breakaway Ministries, released their first album, Psalms. Oh, guys, go listen. Go listen to all the records. But start there. 2002. Don't start when, there. No. <laughs> Don't start there. <laughs> we'll give you a place to start. Don't start there. <laughs> One. I don't think I've laughed this much in a whole episode, and we're 25 minutes in. Okay. Won three Devil Awards, sold a bagrillion albums. Since then, have released 10 more albums, including a Christmas album, live album, released 16 volumes. I love that you guys are doing this, by the way. 16 volumes of music specifically for the Worship Initiative, which they found in 2015. A little frustrated I didn't get a call there. It's, it's an instructional website that offers chord charts for popular songs. Psalms 2 is a duo's 10th studio album and reached the top 10 on Billboard's Christian album charts. Their latest album is Psalms, Hymns. That's hard to say. Psalms, Hymns. There's a lot of M's yeah. in spiritual songs, volume It's one. just the Bible. You know <laughs> what I mean? Bi- yeah, it's just the Bible. So, so we got to get back now. We got to get back to it. So you guys are both at A&M mm-hmm. at the same time. And... Were, were y'all singing together? Because I literally think, was it just something where you walked up to each other like, hey, do you sing really well and like super high? And you both nodded and it was like, we should be a group. 
Like, I mean, I think of the sheer force of y'all's voice. It's so uncommon to me that you have a duo where both people are just missiles of singing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's like usually, which is what I've called y'all to other right. people behind totally. the back. The missiles of singing. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But like, did y'all, when y'all met, was there, did y'all sing it all together then? Were y'all, were y'all leading worship or something together? Or how'd you know each other to bar the guitar? I mean, how, what was that? Yeah, yeah, no. So we didn't know each other. Uh, I had some a, a roommate who knew Shane, um, and he knew he had a guitar. Sounded, well, sounded <laughs> very, horrible, a very key in. ingredient. Yeah. yeah, I know a guy who got a guitar. <laughs> yeah, his name's Shane. His and I was name like, is Whoa! also Shane. <laughs> and he was it's so like, sweet. It's like the version of this. Probably isn't a thing in Texas because everyone has one. But it's like you got a friend who has a truck. That's yeah. It. Here. Yeah. yeah. That's there exactly it's it. like well, yeah, everyone yeah. has a truck. Of course he's yeah. got a truck. Yeah. 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 That's basically but you got a friend one. who has a guitar. Yeah. 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 I got a buddy who's got one. Go, <laughs> guitar. Go, go check him out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yeah. And then we just, we, uh, Shane, you can tell the story, but he, uh, he came to Christ a couple weeks after that in a bar. Jeez, um, guys. And uh, rooftops and bars. That's it. God can do whatever he wants to, man. <laughs> he was playing <laughs> hockey on the roof dude, of a truck. I know it, dude. It's just like both were getting high, you know, just in different different capacities. Different ways. Does that make sense? Just <laughs> And so after, sense. after that, that moment, sense? which you may want to hear about you that moment, uh, he, in a roundabout way, you know, he kind of, we adopted him into our little friend group and we started to hang out. And then he started to come with Caleb and I just, just to come along in a car driving to who know who knows who i mean it was like back then we would drive to duluth minnesota just to play in a bookstore yeah oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? absolutely and uh wouldn't even get a hotel i mean no yeah yeah what yeah, the, yeah what yeah. is yeah. wrong yes, with you yes, yes yeah yes freaking and so we uh we became buds and then would you, know, you sing so shaney would you sing at those shows not at first you're just hanging were you yeah. singing at all uh well i was in a band i was in a band in college in uh in a in a bar band and we just did like top 40 stuff and okay, played okay, okay. frat parties and stuff so i was i was that guy you what know was the song, in college. what was the song every night and that you were like i'm about to yeah blow what was this the close part like what was the this is it this is where it's I still the same one today. if you go to the type of bar that I, we would play at which is really high class places highfalutin <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah you know just really you know you know very cultured yeah uh, it's still like sweet home alabama and oh, brown Jesus. and brown eyed girl yeah. but, they still but, i think they still win but was there yeah. a song that you were like this showcases my vocal dexterity did mm. you have a song that you were I like i think there I'm was one to. one song that stuck out a lot to me and that season was uh called santoria you know the Ooh, song I'm talking uh, by, about? By, you're talking about dun, dun, Sublime? Dun, 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 by Sublime. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That is correct. Dude, so, we, I, so the first time I heard that song, I was in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And I, I listened to it on a friend's discman on loop because it has that one to make the, the three change. <laughs> Oh, and yeah. I, Dave, I talked about this on Dave's Five Hot Days. Yes, yes. I was obsessed. I, it was like I'd never heard that change before. Yes. I loved that song so I much. I love that song. And so we we that was one of my favorites to do because of the kind of the rap section. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was kind of a fast, fast rap, you know, yep. before Eminem was doing it. You know, I don't want to say he got that from me. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's kind of the, it's kind of his triple strum. Yeah, I, nobody you know knows. What I'm saying <laughs> I, I don't want to say Listen. that I was his biggest influence when I sang that sublime song. I would I would give so much money to get board tapes of your band oh, yeah. slaughtering that like the drummer trying to keep funky. Yeah, the bass player's not sure exactly what key it is. Mm-hmm. You know, and you are just sweating, giving just absolutely so sweat. I mean, that type of doing music that way in that season was you basically were, you know, you were the kind of like a, a glorified bartender in a sense. Yes, I mean, you're yes, what yes. you're all you're trying to do is sell drinks. Yes, that's what you're that's just true. trying to do, that's like it. keep people happy and yeah. sell drinks. And yeah, so it's just yeah. like, hey, don't forget to. You know, tip your bartender. Which, hey, you know what? Just, uh, just like what Barnes did at our show. Yeah, was, the yeah. same thing. It's the same thing. Well, you're yeah. still doing. Yeah. You I know what I mean? Say, oh, you guys are doing that, but in a spiritual way. So, so you guys meet, and do y'all do y'all ever sing together in college throughout that whole time? I started. Like Shane did a record in '98 uh, that he kind of started with Caleb called "The Rocks Won't Cry." Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and so. Uh, we were just buddies. And so like, I ended up getting saved in a bar a couple weeks after he bars my guitar. I, then he comes to church on Sunday. I I went to this church. I I get, I'm, I'm in a, I'll go real fast. I'm the end of the stage waiting to get paid in Colleen, Texas. Uh, the lights come on the bar and I'm just like, I don't, you've been in, you've been under the neon and then the fluorescents come on and they start washing it down with a water hose kind of thing. It's so nasty in this place. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, that image was just like, the Lord used that image in, in my, I mean, just like, man, this is you, dude. And um, and wow. so, like, there was like a moment just waiting for a check. It wasn't even a check. It was cash and tip share. I was waiting just to get my money. And I just lose it. I'm just balling on the end of the stage. You're kidding uh, me. No, this bar, this, this, the owner of this club comes out he's like are you okay dude and i'm just like fine I just, where's my money <laughs> so then i just drive home i mean it, it's in colleen i was living in college station at the time i'm driving home and i'm just like man I, i've got a i gotta change man uh in in the and it was the you know now in hindsight it was the holy spirit the whole time mm. um just revealing himself to me and so i i didn't even go to bed that night woke up went to this little baptist church one little but went to this baptist church that was by my apartment Ended up waiting for the message to be over because I thought I had to go down and fill mm. out my card. You know, I was a good <laughs> Baptist. I had to sign up. So, you know, I walked down there. and You were trying and, to get that A minor chord. Dude, I was. I was trying to find it. <laughs> so I go to the college group uh, after the service. I fill out my card. He's like, you need to go to the, to the college group or whatever. So I'll go in there, and I, like, know all the people. I'm just like, oh, this is crazy. All these people come to my parties like this is i know these guys and i was and i went back i left the college group and i was talking to the pastor i'm like man i man i don't want to if that's what this is i don't want to do that and he's like okay well what do you do and i was like well i was in this band he's like monty he's the the choir director at the church he's like monty this guy sings and you put him in your choir and I'm, oh my he's gosh like, he's like yeah so like a week after that i'm singing at the choir at central baptist church and Shane and his group of dudes see me down there. He just borrows my guitar like a couple weeks before. And he's like, what is this guy doing down there? Because I'm like the only kid in the choir. There's just a bunch of old people. It was like a specialized choir, though. This was like, this was not the big choir. This was like the singer's choir. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. yeah. It was like Nahando, Nahando. We were singing in Swahili, but yeah. Yeah. clearly I don't speak Swahili. <laughs> 
And they're like, look Wait, at this y'all guy. Wait, y'all doing so- dancing on the ceiling? Uh, no, Swahili. <laughs> no, oh, I think, yeah, yeah. 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 No, we were doing a song called Siahamba Kukinyene Krinkos, which is, we are marching in the light of God. Now I know Swahili. It was very impactful. Radio, you know, radio. I'm not going to. Yeah. Anyway, so Shane and his group of dudes are like, hey, man, you need some friends. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> I need friends. So that was kind of when we started oh, hanging out. Great intro. That is yeah. So, sweet. so, uh, so he's like, man, you, look so like I, you could use some friends. That, dude, if do you if have, anyone ever approaches you, a group of guys saying, hey, you need some friends. You could have the question mark on that phrase or take it off and put a period. It's still, yeah, it's still, yeah, it's still just yeah, as potent. Still yeah. very strong. You need but some I'm friends. like, yeah, I'll come over. That sounds fun. So, yeah, that was kind of like how we met and started hanging out. And uh, and then him and Caleb were playing. And I had, I had like some equipment, had been playing music for a while. These guys were, they hadn't. And so I just was like run sound and help and... Wow. Play a play a djembe, which I sh- had no business playing a djembe. Oh yeah, most uh, people who do don't. Yeah, yeah <laughs> don't. They don't. That they only don't. happened a couple times. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Shane, the rhythm guy, was like, you know what? I think you should just. Mm. Can you get me a cup of coffee? That would, <laughs> if you want to be helpful. There's a ministry there. Here's a there's a. <laughs> it's the liquid ministry. It's a liquid our, ministry. Yeah. So yeah, if you could just help with that and yeah. yeah so that was how we kind of became buddies and started hanging out and and just and then my girlfriend at the time broke up with me and shane is like you want to go to duluth minnesota with us and i'm like yes i do <laughs> there's a theme so here. i withdrew Invitations from school two weeks Two weeks no. before school is out. Well, before oh. you were going to graduate. I was going to graduate. Oh, shame. And, I mean, this girl, it was rough. You know what I mean? Yeah, you were feeling it. I was feeling it. And he's like, you want to go to... So I went to the dean at A&M, at my dean of the business school, and I'm just like, hey, uh, I think I want to withdraw. And he's like, what? If there, There's two weeks left. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, my buddy's in this Christian band. <laughs> and, <laughs> Oh, He's going to go play a show at, Nor- at Northwest Bookstore, two of them in Duluth, Minnesota, that he's not getting paid for, and neither would I. But I think I'm going to go with him. <laughs> I think I need to I do think that's a good. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> that sounds like a good idea. So we climbed in this Montero Sport, and I withdrew, and we drove on 35 from, from South Texas to... Duluth, Minnesota, and that was the beginning. And we didn't even get a hotel. We just slept in the car. Slept in the car. Yes, you did. Shower. I mean, what? what? Like y'all show up to do the show, and they're like, "If y'all could start the cleaning in the back." (laughs) Yeah, this is basically how it went because they had an independent music section. You know, dude, dude. with with you know thirty CDs on it. Yes. So we're like, dude, yes, let's go. Dave, I want to give a shout out. And when I give a shout out, I always laugh because it just brings me so much joy to give a shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with free samples. You know it, John. This time of year, my allergies are in fuego. They're Mm -hmm. always on the attack, but I use this and you should too. Oh, I do, Dave. 
Every day in our house. Yeah. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, which is, this is me raising my hand, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill to relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. John, I've been taking Claritin D for my allergies for a long time, and it's been an absolute life changer. I can go for a run without my eyes watering. I may be crying, but it's not sure, from allergies. Totally different. And I can sing without feeling like I have like a big old, let's not even call it a frog. It's, a, it's like a toad. It's like a family of toads. It's a family. It's a turtle. Yeah. In my so you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? Yeah, me. I'm it's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Dave. Yes. I feel like my voice cracked a little bit. Let me say that one more time. Okay. <clears throat> Dave. John. There we go. Yep, there it is. You know, our next partner has a product that you and I both use often. True. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to find a supplement that worked but also tasted great. So and I found one. Uh, well, this is what people ask. They're like, yeah. so what's in it? What is this stuff, mm-hmm. right? All the time. They With have one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and guess what the other one is, John? I bet it's... I bet it's adaptogens. You were. That's exactly. No, no, yeah. To help you start your day right. Now, this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. All of them. All of them. It's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy free, or gluten free, and it costs you less than three dollars a day. That's right, three dollars a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit, and also so easy to incorporate into your daily routine. Now listen to this. Okay. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health Do and it. arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition people yep. especially heading into flu season and cold season oh, I mean, come on get out of there it's just one scoop in a cup of water every day that's it yep. no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health just the just a delicious cup of water with some athletic greens that's all you need folks to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you a free that's free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and Five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash dadville. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash dadville. That was that was yep. the holy grail, those sections mm-hmm. of Christian motors <laughs> back then. You know, you know what I think is really interesting about that season for y'all is you know, so much amazing worship music was coming out of Texas then. I feel like you guys maybe more than anybody I mean obviously Ross King and there was just so much great Christian worship music coming out of Texas and it's it's fun to think about y'all being at the very beginning of that you know I would say even before Tomlin and something like it just felt like that underground thing that was just everywhere you guys were like right at the tip of that spear to me you know like um, did it feel like that at the time? Or were y'all just kind of like, oh, we're doing our thing. And suddenly you look up and you're like, man, it feels like a lot of people are <laughs> listening to this and we're playing a lot more than we used to, you know? Man, it, yeah, no, we didn't feel any of that. We didn't know. 
I mean, you, you got to like uh, the 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 paradigm shift that I was having was was so extreme. Like I didn't even know that like I could go to there was there was these things called Christian schools. Like, yeah, the, yeah, like the, yeah. when your dad's John Wayne and you grew up in Washington yeah. State, like yeah. you don't know any of that. Yeah. And so I think the first time it kind of like, man, I, I was like, man, I think something strange is happening. Because huh. I didn't, it's not even like you considered it a job yet or yeah. a, like, or a calling or, I mean, everything. You're just doing it. You're just kind of, go, you're just walking one step at a time. And I did love the Lord, but I, I, I was a new believer. I hadn't been discipled. I'd moved a lot. So I'd never even read the Bible. So it's like, man, I don't even know what's going on. But we got this, um, we got this call. It was, it was when, um, right after uh, we released Psalms, um, sort of independently, hmm. and uh, we got a call to go to Minneapolis uh, and play at a school there, Bethel. Oh, yeah. And they had just built this new auditorium thing, and... And, you know, they were like, we'll fly you guys up and pay you 500 bucks. It was like, uh, really? You'll, you'll, so you'll play for tickets and 500 bucks? You don't have bucks? somewhere we can stay that night. <laughs> I know. Like it was, it was, or it's uh, a car. You can just give us just, a car. Totally. Just, just, yeah, any just, local car. And I'm like, stay in the van. Amazing. You pick us up in. Uh, and we, 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 you know, we went up. We probably bought, we, I mean, we would sell, we would sell CDs because you could sell the way you could get them. Yeah, yeah. And we weren't in any stores. We obviously weren't on the radio. So the only way you could get them is out of the back of our car. Yeah. And, uh, did it feel like y'all were selling drugs? Because I'm sure you sold a billion of those oh, man. at those shows. Yeah. We would sell a lot. I mean, that's how we would create revenue. I mean, we wouldn't yeah. really get yeah, yeah. paid. Um, yeah. and so, it, so anyway, we, we were up there. I remember praying in the back. Um, Matt Chandler, actually a buddy of ours, came mm. with us because Jeez. he didn't have anything else to do, and he's just that. That was back back in the day. We kind of ran together, and we were praying, and we were so excited, you know. And we walked out on the stage, and uh, so it was sold out. Jeez. Uh, so there was I don't know twenty, uh, a couple thousand people, and it was it was like a six dollar ticket or something like that, and everybody was singing. We started with Psalm one forty five. Everybody was singing it, and I'm just going. I'm trying to do the math, like all yeah. connect the dots because I'm like, um, so we're not, how do these people, how, like, how do, these do people, they know this music? How do they know that, you know, yeah. it's like Froggy Bottom Boys or something. I'm like, yeah, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. what yeah. is happening? It's a, it's a soggy, soggy bottom. Yeah. Well, soggy. he's talking about the cover band, the Froggy. That's right. Oh, the Froggy. Right. Okay, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so that was a moment where I'm like, oh, what, something's happened. So, you know, because Napster hit and yes, taken off. Yes, yes, And yes. then people were burning stuff and yep. taken off. And yep. so those were the two ways that music was getting. That's yep. the only two ways that these folks were there. Right. Um, and that, that was the moment where it's like, okay, I think maybe maybe God is doing something and wants us to keep doing this or something. Oh, man. Um, so that, was a, uh, that changed a, a lot of the way even that we even toured, um, the way that we would set up shows. Uh, it changed a ton. But the yeah. thing, you know, that, that I mean, John and I saw that too. And I mean, we were a little behind y'all on that. But I, I remember those shows where I'd show up and there'd be people and I'd never been to that state before. Yeah. And I was like, uh, what? And, you know, those early 2000s. And it was because mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah. And you'd sell all the CDs because that's, that's that, if, the, if you wanted it, that's how you get it. That's you yeah. are going to get it online. You know, there was mm -hmm. no such thing. Um, I, 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 I think something that's so why that worked so well and still does with you guys is because it's good. I think, I mean, I know that's probably pedantic to say, but like, 
I think listening to it again today, I was listening to a bunch of the records. I'm like, it works because it's just really good. It's not, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I think I think that's why I loved, and when I came to hearing y'all's music for the first time, loved so much because I was like, this, like, I'm not a guy that really gravitates toward worship music for the most part, but there is something about the way y'all have always done it that's compelling because it's it's just really good. It, it's mm-hmm. not derivative. It just feels really original and interesting and very musical, you know? So I think that was something that resonated with me so much and why I loved y'all's music. I know so many people, especially in the beginning when that felt so new, it was like, there's this worship music, but man, it's really engaging. It's passionate. I mean, both these guys are singing their faces off and trying. I remember you doing Sangria to end that night too, which really mattered. It yeah. meant a lot to me. Yeah. The Christian version, of course. The, yeah. 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 It was edited uh, heavily. Um, heavily. Heavily. Heavily edited. So so one of the things I wanted to ask y'all about, um, as, as I think about um, the dynamics, so, you know, you guys been, how long have y'all done this together now? Is it well, 20 that years? Was, that was in 98. Oh, like, gosh, like when we were talking about mm-hmm. that first time we we like sang on a record together it was yeah yeah in ninety eight and yeah. then I think the Psalms one was the first time like the original psalm was just Shane B yeah right right mm-hmm. and then in two thousand one we re released it uh, and that was when we we signed in two thousand one uh, yeah for the first time yeah yeah and so then, I mean, a long time <clears throat> long time so 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 you kind of have these. Two big relations, I mean, a lot of relationships in y'all's lives, obviously, you think about your kids, which you get to, but what, what is it sort of like, so you're, you both get married, you, you have these, but you also have y'all, so you, John was laughing, he said this when we were talking about this episode earlier, which I thought was really true, like, you kind of have two marriages that you deal with, with your spouses yeah, yeah. and then with each other. Yeah, what is like there's it? three couples there. Yeah, there's three That's right. couples. That's right. yeah. mm-hmm. There's some sister wives stuff sort of yeah. happening. We don't have to get to unless you want to, and it sounds nope. really exciting. Um, <laughs> but, but like, how do you navigate that? Like, what is it like to not just have your spouses, obviously, that, that you're, that you're doing life with, but then with the two of y'all, like, how does that work? <laughs> we'll go to the next question. I don't, so, uh, I mean, the thing is, I, th- I think we, you know, like, I think everything in our, in our journey specifically, we've, I mean, we've just, I think always kind of just been solving for problems, you know, like, like, uh, it, like as far as Shane and Shane was concerned, it's just like, so we, I think we've been really good at, at kind of finding our roles in, in like problem solving. Yeah. And so it's just like, Hey, you're not a good songwriter and I am, but you're good at getting coffee. So do that and let me do this. And you cry on bar stages. Yeah. Really and well. so, but like, honestly, I think like, like finding roles, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, I yep. think ultimately I think, you know, and, and that took, I mean, I think it's, you know, life in general is kind of a crucible regardless, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. whether that's yeah. marriage or kids or uh, in in friendship or like partnership in in ministry or just business. You know, I think the Lord has been really gracious to us by setting uh, us up the way that he did, because I don't think any Shane or Shane or I neither had any ambition to do what we're doing. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh and so I think the Lord kind of like setting us on this journey together really, um, really was um, providential. Mm. And and so I, I mean, I, I don't want to, I just don't think either one of us would have done this without, mm-hmm. without the, 
um, the kind of the opportunities that were afforded to us as a team more than an individual. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's also been just like a crazy like gift as far as like just kind of protecting our hearts, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, you know, uh, you guys know in doing this, doing this or standing on a stage in any or a platform in any capacity is kind of cancerous to the heart in a, in a way mm-hmm. wow. where you, you you just get the applause of men is is, mm-hmm. is just a it's it's a cancer to the heart because mm-hmm. the more you get the more you want mm-hmm. the more you it, it's it's just a cycle of like wanting to be awesome right, and yeah. and i think having each other has been really good um over the years mm-hmm. and i think it's it's just been um uh, a sustaining gift for us and our faith, how we love our families, mm. uh, how we love each other, how we love the church, mm. uh, and how we love our neighbor. You know, I think, and, and so for us, we we feel like it's been a provision, mm-hmm. and I think that's why it's sustained. And yeah. and uh, and so, but you know, yeah, I, I would just add, you know, uh, <clears throat> you know, if you're if you're listening, you know, to this, there's this concept. In um in in the in the Bible when we read it it's like dying to yourself, and uh, that feels kind of like dying. <laughs> it's weird, you know, how that works. Uh, and God was just gracious enough, you know, as uh, year by year, you know, as our our default temptation was to find our worth and value in this or that. Um, in in success or songs or uh, whatever that would be for us. I mean, for artists, that's typically at the top of the list. You just want to be awesome. Mm-hmm. You want people to think you're awesome. And um, it took a crushing work hmm. of the Lord. And I just am forever grateful for the Lord. And I mean, he used Shane and he used lots of different things. Um, and he continues to do that. And that's mm. what he does with his kids. He mm. just disciplines us because he loves us. Mm. And in order to go, man, my purpose is a person and that's it. Yeah. And so I'm not chasing anybody, anything, but a, but a, but a person, his name's Jesus. Yeah. And if I have him, I kind of have everything. Mm. And so I'm kind of good. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's not really this next level thing I'm looking for. Right. And, uh, I mean, what is the next level after you're like an heir of God and co-heir of Christ and everything in the universe is yours? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and so I'm free. So I think it's a that... pool. Just Sorry, just be specific. It's a pool. But in go ahead. I'm yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. It's a pool. Yeah. Uh, just a backyard pool. It starts like that and then you can kind of... And then like probably a beach property. Uh, totally. With And then a pool at the beach. Anyway. That's yes. Right. Yes. That's but, some second uh, hesitations. Know, uh, all, all, all the stuff that Shane said is so, so true. It just, um, you know, the Lord was so good and is so good to um, to walk us. I mean, He's the one who's keeping us, and uh, He's able to keep us. Yeah. And um, and just just the you know the ways that we were we we clung to Him. I wouldn't have been able to do it without His work, His His um, His work in me. Yeah, um, I would have. I I would have quit. I tried to quit. Uh, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do a ton of stuff without just God's um, faithful leading and and disciplining and and 
taking me by the hand and leading me into the desert and all the yeah. things that he does. So it's uh, it's been so fun to watch. Uh, it, in, in this season, it's been so fun to watch Shane's gifts like just flourish. Mm-hmm. Um, like he's not just the harmony singer. I mean, he's a lot of his gifts, I think, lay dormant. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, he was working on generators and changing tires for a minute, but his 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 strong gifts that were down there deep um, were dormant for a minute because we were just playing 300 shows a year. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. And then uh, yeah. now, you know, I, I I think I think of the like I think about the the plight of what y'all do and. You know, John and I do the same thing slightly to the left where it's not, you know, it's not, um, it's not, how do I say this? Uh, it's not Christian music. I mean, it is, you know, I love Madeline Lingle's definition of like, you know, if you're a Christian, everything you make is ultimately Christian. Mm, yeah. You know, it's, it's got a Christian centric worldview. So technically it's, you know, it's going to have hopefully some shine of that, you know, mm-hmm. but I have so much empathy for what all of my friends who do worship, you know, mainly worship or Christian music, because it's, you know, it's hard enough for me to get off stage and to shake feeling like, you know, this is about me and I'm, I'm getting my platitudes and it feels good, but to keep that in check with who I know God is and who he made me to be. And this is ultimately hopefully still about him, even though maybe not as directly, Mm -hmm. you know, but I think for what y'all do, I can't, I I just think that would be really hard because you're up there doing something that's like, meant to glorify but you're still a human and so you want it to be good you want it to work you want people to listen there's so to many it elements it. of it that mm-hmm. i feel like i can it's i don't know how how you say it but it's like it's easier for maybe dave and i to kind of like navigate through the headspace of it like whether it's being up on stage and everything that comes with that or crafting a song and you know, I can write a song that is really inspired about a real event that I'm going through. It's like it's I'm writing a song for one of my daughters, or I'm just writing a fun song about I'm, I don't maybe don't really like this isn't me, but I can but it's fun. I love the melody. That it's like that's that's those are the moments when I think about my friends in the space that you guys are in, where I'm like I don't know if that's a luxury you guys are afforded. Or like, what what does that all kind of look like for you guys? Yeah, just not to take it. I'm just like you said, Shane, like to take it on, like to get off the 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 stage and be like fist bumping and like, bro, we crushed that. Let's go head back to the merch table and see what we're pulling into. You know, just like that. <laughs> because natural. all those elements have to be there. What do you just? What do you do with them? You know yeah. The um, first thing that comes to my mind is is um, one the word reps. Hmm. Uh, comes to yeah, mind, yeah. and and then uh, honestly, like a, a severe, um, personally in my life, just severe discipline from the Lord. So um, to, to the point where it's like my um, my my deep core longings are are, are change changing. Mm. So mm. reps in that, like you said, we did a, a so at the worst initiative. I think we're up to thirty five records. Jeez, um, oh my gosh. And Shane and Shane, I don't know. We've done what? How do you think? 2020. 22. 22. Um, you know, these days it's easy. It's kind of easy to go like uh, write a song or sing a or do a show and then just totally trust the Lord. I mean, like uh, it just it's like the next day brings another song and another show. You know, um, in 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 all the best ways of like, mm. I mean, there's an opportunity for people to 
hear the gospel and be changed. And so I, I think like it's somewhere in the mix of things, it becomes less about like, how is this song doing or how is this show doing? And more of like, man, I just want to, at the end of the day, mm. um, it's, it's not like well done, my good and influential <laughs> son. It's, I, it just becomes simply about being faithful yeah. To, yeah. to him. I mean, and, uh, and somewhere in the mix, that stuff begins to kind of, it, it's, it's not like it's not there. It just becomes quieter. Yeah. And, and it, it yeah. becomes easier to ignore that old uncle in the back, you know, your, yeah, yeah, yeah. of the room yep. Yep. who's just shouting those things. They're, they're still being shouted, but it's just like, man, I just, uh, it's not worth spending my time on that. I mean, yeah. my mental energy and my heart, it's just not, I know it's worthless. I know yeah. it doesn't, I know what it does. It, if, if I go there and run to the merch table, all the things you're saying, I, the next step is now I'm, I'm on my phone looking at likes. And then the next step is, yeah, yeah. it's just need a bigger stage. Yeah, and I, I just need another pool and another, you know, <laughs> and it's just, it's just a never ending yeah. eternal size hole in every human heart, yeah, you right, know? Right. And, uh, and so, yeah, I think that, you know, w- once you get some, some reps and if you're really chasing after <clears throat> the Lord, the only one who can really satisfy that gaping longing yeah, yeah. Um, he's going to start to satisfy it, right? I think too. I think I think early on in a career, you're you're really really hungry, mm-hmm. you know. Like you go to somebody at a at a at a showcase and slip them a CD kind For, of stuff. It wasn't Slightly a slip. It was more of a stab. It was more of a stab. <laughs> it was more like I felt like you were handing me like a dime bag of weed. You know, like real, real, real sly, just like sliding it onto my leg and like, it was no sly. I would have thrown it from the back. No, it was very, it was, it was a sensual slide. You were were very, (laughs) thank you. It means a lot to me. You're, yeah, you're a sensitive guy. (laughs) I am. You're very sensitive. You're very, they don't know, but you are. marshmallow, man. You, uh. But I think, you know, early on, you know, you think about those things and now Shane has to like beat me up to even bring merch, which is a problem. You know what I mean? I think you kind of get to a, you kind of get to a point where you're just like, man, you know, we're just, we're just out here doing our thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you want us to come? Sure. Really? Okay. Isn't it interesting? We'll come. When you've done this, this John, John is such a gift to me in, in, in our friendship. He lives across the street. We get to talk about this all the time, and it's such a gift. But to have friends in town who've done this for a while, yeah, because yeah. you really, it's it's one, it's really uncommon to keep doing it. You know what I mean? It's it's hard. <laughs> you, you sort of look around. I'm I'm sure y'all feel this way, but you start looking around about 15 years in, and you start to go, oh, we're kind of missing a couple people. You get in 20 plus years, and you're like. We are the sole remaining members of this team. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, yeah. a whole new squad. Yeah, I remember you know I mean? when it when when you first started to hear about. I feel like maybe Bebo Norman. I want to say was one of the first guys that someone. And I, I don't even know him personally, but someone who knew someone and knew someone was like, "Yeah, I don't know if I think he's maybe not doing yeah, music retired. anymore." He's and you're done. like, "Yeah, he hung up his what? cleats." What do you mean? We were yeah, there. We were like his doing? last tour. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, he says and, that's why. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't want to say it's because it. I told him he needed to quit. <laughs> hey, bro, we've had enough of your. His skills. numbers were starting to at the merch yeah. table were getting through. Yeah, it, it's but it, it's true. Like Shane, you, you, well, both of y'all. I mean, it's it's um, it's an it, yes. It is weird to feel 
that way. It's wonderful and so freeing when you when you start to get to a place where you're like, I just I don't know. Let's go play some shows and have some fun. I've done this long enough that the things that used to be, they're not quite as much that anymore. And yeah. to your, it's like you're saying, B, like it's like you've you've been down that road so many times. Like, oh, I know where this goes. This is misery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you do forget merch. You're like, I'll just grab a couple shirts, and then you're like, oh, people actually want to buy these. Um, so it's interesting to be in that season where you're like, wow, we've done this long enough that you've sort of run that gamut enough to kind of know how it goes. You mentioned this earlier in, in, in talking about families. I was curious, but the 300 shows is one of the reasons that y'all slow that down starting families. I mean, was that some of the like having kids and kind of wanting to be more home based? I mean, was that some of the reasoning of slowing that part of y'all's lives down? Because y'all used to hit it hard. Yeah, absolutely. I would say when... It was that, and just a realization of some some like unhealth, heart unhealth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like when when you know I turned thirty, it was like oh something's really wrong. I didn't even know what it was. I didn't. I, I just was like something's wrong, hmm. and I went away for a couple of weeks into the wilderness, <laughs> and uh, came back, and I'm like I'm pretty sure I can't continue to do this because like uh, all the main things that I think. I, uh, or life's about, I'm, I don't know if I'm a part of those things. And, wow. um, and so, and that's, that, you know, that's when I think one of the moments where we're like, okay, let's, let's move forward, but like move forward in a way, um, that's sustainable and mm. let's define roles and, and yeah. do all those things. And so that, I think that beca- began the downshift, mm. uh, and, um, you know, we, we did some, you know, then not, not too long after that, uh, maybe like a year and a half after that, I got married. And then, um, you know, for a while there, we were like at like 120 concerts a year for, you know, a good part of like my thirties. And then mm-hmm. when we started the worship initiative, we kind of took this big leap of faith of like, let's move that down to 50 and then just have a day job here. Mm-hmm and pour into the church, mm. uh, um, creating songs and videos and mm. devotionals and yeah. um, and um, kind of just show all of our cards and everything, anything we, you, we, we got and people that we know, we're just going to invest back in. And um, well, that didn't work, uh, but um, it, it, it is kind of, I think God's doing something here now. Um, I, I sure hope so. Uh, I sure hope he is too. <laughs> Uh, but it didn't work. It was like, if we just do this, this is going to work. And, and, you know, uh, God was so faithful to provide for us, even in that big downshift. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, I want to so, say too, going back to what I was saying with how I always think about my friends in the, in the Christian kind of, especially worship, uh, phase or worship world is like the, all those shows that you guys are playing, these are like services. This is a service that you guys are. It's like it's it's like a pastor who the church is growing and everything that you're doing is in service to the kingdom. And mm-hmm. so it's like this this like weird kind of slippery slope where it's like, well, every opportunity that comes in, it's not just a vain opportunity yeah, for right. you to get up, up yeah. on stage and yeah. sell some merch. It's like you are doing something for the kingdom. And then in, in, in doing it, you end up just beating yourself to death. I mean, I, I can't imagine that anyone can, can hit it that hard for that long and, and come out the other side. You know, at some point you have to do what feels kind of, kind of like counterintuitive. You have to slow down your service. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. In yeah. service to yourself and your family, all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think too, you know, Shane and I both grew up so blue collar, you know? And mm -hmm. so I think the the arts for us was probably uh, a lot more practical, like on, on the work side, that mm. was, that was a little bit different. Yeah. You know, I think so, you know, even how we played 300 shows was different, you know, I mean, it was really like, we were 300 days on the road, we were doing 249, 250 Jeez. contracts a year. Uh, and so, you know, living, living on the road that way, you know, things got super practical. Like, I mean, we would have like four or five anchor shows a month, potentially maybe 10. And then I would literally just get on the phone and call places to play and we would just sell tickets. So I'd be like, Hey, you got a room? Let's do $10 tickets. I'll give you a, a little brochure on how to promote it and send you some flyers that you can write in your venue. And, and that's, what, that's how we did it, you know? And mm. it's just like, Hey, if we're going to be on the road, we're living on a bus. I've got, you know, 10 guys on this bus that we're paying, we might as well be playing shows. And so that's kind of mm -hmm. how that worked. Yeah. But we drove the bus, we loaded in the sound equipment, we tore it down, we took all of that, and we would just do it every day, six days a week for years, you know? And so I think, you know, like when, when we kind of had these moments where it was just like, but you, when you're in it, you don't even know. It's, it's kind of, yeah. I mean, it's the, it's the frog in the pot. You don't know that you're killing yourself yeah. till you know... Your buddy goes, "Hey, I'm done with this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. my highest and best use is not. He didn't say those words, but he's like, "Loading yeah. a trailer and driving a bus ain't my bag." Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> which was which was hard because the, the thing is, is like those. It's like that's my default. Like that's kind of yeah. what I. Yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. what my body wants to do. Yeah, yeah. And like doing unseen work is really difficult. John. <laughs> Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, life can be overwhelming, and many people are burned out without even knowing it. Yeah. Symptoms can include lack of motivation, feeling helpless or trapped, detachment, fatigue, and many more. Yeah. I know as a parent who also works, it can be really easy to get overwhelmed with the stress that comes with managing day-to-day -day life. And we associate burnout with work, but that's not the only cause, you know. Yeah. Any of our roles in life can lead us to feel burned out. And BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to prioritize yourself. Therapy can be so helpful for dealing with burnout or other stressors in your life. It is a time where you can get to focus on yourself and your needs. This is especially important for all of us parents out there who devote so much of our time to our family's needs first. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Dadville listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash dadville. That's betterhelp.com slash dadville. So, you know, so, something I, I, that is so fascinating I, and something I'm curious about as dads, because in, in, you know, you said this a second ago, how, so when you think about your kids and how you are dads to them, I mean, um, be as you were talking about your dad and the kind of John Wayne thing, but I think especially around the thing that you're doing a career that is really uncommon and wonderfully quirky. Like you have time and you're an entrepreneur and you're kind of your own boss, but it's also not what you expected to do. So I, I'm curious as you think about how you've been a dad to these kids, has what you've done, how does it, how does it, um, 
uh, affect that or sort of inform that because it's not, you know, you're probably around the house if you want to be as much as, you know, you can. And it's not what you saw growing up. Yeah, it's not what you saw too. So what has it been like being a dad that's doing what y'all are doing, especially when there's no pedigree for that before? Like how how have y'all navigated that? Why are you looking at me? <laughs> uh, man, I, 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 I think by the grace of God, we still have to, we still have to like, I think both of us have a tendency to be a little bit of workaholics. Yeah. Um, and so, in fact, my, my fourth daughter, we have, we, women's ministry is what we do, so full time. Shane has three daughters, I have four, so we do that women's, women's ministry, ministry, and uh, that's our full-time gig. That is our gig. That's uh, amazing. That's amazing. So, Everybody has daughters. Just daughters. Everybody. Seven, seven girls. Everybody. Seven girls in our, in our little world. Wow. Yeah. You guys, both daughters. No. I have, I have two, two daughters. I've got one and then two boys. That's right. Okay. God, See, seven we're going to be okay. The human race is going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my youngest one, my I just was reminded by this video because my, my wife was showing. It's, a, it's a, such a cute video, but it's kind of like a stab to the heart. I feel like her first words, if not her first words, her first words to me were, Daddy, work. And I'm like, wow. what? Wow. What did you say? Daddy, work. <laughs> I'm like, what? When you when you say in the cradle in the sea, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, oh, oh no, is that like from the Lord kind of thing? You know, like are you are you are you, are you speaking? You know, like that's just such a weird thing to say to me. You know, uh, and so you know, it is like a little bit of a check on like, yeah, uh, um, man, I, you know, it is, it has been really awesome to uh, one of the dynamics that's super different. You know, from a from a dad who's you know, he's gone at 5 a.m. and, you know, and he's just, he's just real hard worker and lots of Saturdays he's gone. You know, it's all the things to, to be able to have the option to go, okay, I'm going to carve out this week and then I'm going to carve out yeah. a week over here yeah, yeah, and then yeah, we're going to yeah. do that. Yeah. And so that's been a really different dynamic. And, and it's been actually such a blessing to my family because my, my wife, both of our families live out of town. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife's family's in Ohio and um, my family's down in Austin and we live in Dallas. And uh, and there's especially in the last handful of years, there's been just a lot of really hard things, and so it's it's been possible to go. We just need to take three weeks and and go do that. And mm-hmm. um, and and then it's sometimes in those three weeks, I take a recording rig and I'll jump in a basement and do some things, you know. And uh, and that's just cool to be able to do. That's just not a dynamic that I yeah, grew right, up in. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and I I do think though that there is navigating like the entitlement factor. Hmm. Um, that our kids are seeing, um, and maybe 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 we're, we don't feel entitled, but what they observe, it's like, oh wow, people really favor you. You know, things are rolled out for you yes. when you go places. Yes. This yes. is what it looks like, and 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 really kind of um, speaking into that for them. And like, man, you know, there's, uh, you know, just the not normalness of of some of the things that they get to see. It's yeah. not it's not yeah. a road construction dad who, you know, when he takes you to work. He, it's 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 just dirty and hard and mm. and long hours and um, when I take them out, 
it looks a lot different than that. So it's just, <laughs> it's really just navigating. Um, yeah, you know, it didn't used to look like that. They don't. Yeah, they don't yeah, get right, to, right. They don't they, get they to see. Yeah, you need to yeah. take them to Duluth they didn't so they get can to sleep see. in a car. Yeah, they <laughs> didn't get to see that stuff. Yeah, yeah the first deck. They, they yeah. didn't get to see. They didn't get to see the what it what it looks like to to be a working musician. You know, right, like, right, they didn't right. they didn't see those those no sleep and, and yeah. And a lot of work and dirty days and like yeah. I mean like it was that was a different world but yeah mm-hmm. they're they're growing up in a in a world where you know we've uh, we're we're we we still get to reap the benefit of of all that work now like on and in, in hindsight because mm-hmm. you know we we put in our hours early right, on right, in a right. way that that has really you know been allowed for provision that you know is it, it took it took hundred and hundreds and hundreds and thousands of shows right to yeah. get to the place where you know you can do it in a way that's sustainable and yeah and, yeah and exactly it's yeah. not it's not it's 50 shows a year instead of 250 right yeah. right you know because you build relationships and and you've you've done you've done work that they don't get to see with yeah but yeah we're, we're it's, it's a constant struggle with our kids because you know they 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 see they see the best of of um, yes. yeah. of of what you get to do yeah cuz you don't yeah. take them to everything but the things right. you do take them to are yeah. usually really yeah, great that's things right. that's right so that's it's right. like we're not taking them to Duluth but like if you get an offer in you know yeah like the keys it's like yeah, yeah, let's yeah. go yeah. you know yeah. and they're like they let you use yeah. this house on the or, beach. Or I think like, too, yeah. for y'all, like the big conferences, you know, where it's like, yeah, you know, they you go to that because it's cool and you get to see your friends and it's a it's a big deal. And they're like, man, dad rocks big stages. It's yeah. like that's our vibe, dude. Yeah. Dad, golly, there's a lot of people here. Yes, like, yeah, they're yeah. here for they're here for this guy. Yeah, but, yeah, but uh, yeah. That, so how, what are, what are the ages of your daughters? Mine are. Uh, Almost twelve. Okay. Almost ten. Seven and four. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And four, we're for today. Yeah. Fifteen, eleven, and oh wow. Fifteen, eleven, and eight. Yeah. Which fifteen okay. is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So of course, I mean, this I could take up another hour and a half just talking about my daughters are six and nine, mm-hmm. and so you know, we, we've all, we've seen a little bit of that arc the emotional arc that's mm. happening. We're starting to get into that phase of like, you know, school relationships. We're like, we're out of the phase where it's just physically exhausting. Like they're not up all night. That that's mm-hmm. those days hopefully are behind us. Now I'm up all night just because I'm older and I'm, and I pee all the time. <laughs> Can't sleep. <laughs> Can't sleep. Which can I just say really quickly? I have to, this will take. You've got a really, I'm sorry. There's a lot of jokes in there. I'm just going to let it go. There's Last a lot of jokes. So we're out of that phase too, but we'll I, I have back to, to tell you this because this is the most bizarre moment I've had with a child awake at night. So, like I was going to tell you this earlier, John. I, so Andy and I are downstairs watching the Tony Hawk documentary, which is amazing, by the way. I've amazing. Heard it's good, yeah. And we hear like upstairs, and we're like, "Okay, when I'm up." And and I'm, this is what I love about Annie. She's like, "That's Sam." I can tell by his footsteps. I was just and that's our say, five-year-old. Can you tell? So I go upstairs. I can't find him because it's dark upstairs. I can't find him. He's not in his bed, and he's never up. I mean, it's like it's like, and I'm like, "Okay." I kind of start going, "Sam." It, this is like nine o'clock, so you know he's been awake probably. I mean, he's been asleep maybe thirty, forty-five minutes. Sam, and scares the ever-living. Hushishi out of me. I mm-hmm. turn on the bathroom lights. 
that connect his room and my oldest son's room. And he's just standing in his room staring at me. Oh. <laughs> Pitch black. And I'm like, and hey, he's bud. Like, Daddy. He's like, and <laughs> Daddy, work. Daddy always work. Daddy work. <laughs> and I'm I'm like I, I'm sp- I'm genuinely spooked. And I'm like, but, but what are you doing? And he's like, nothing. And I'm like, okay. Um, you want to get back in your bed? Every time I would approach him, he would take three steps back and turn around. It was like this really weird, consistent thing. And I'm like, okay, Bubba, let's get, and I'd touch him and he'd kind of. Did you think he was possessed? There, there was about two seconds where I was like, if your head spins around and you vomit, I'm out. I love you, but I'm out of here. God's got you. I don't. Like I have other kids and a wife. But, but eventually I corral him back to his room and he just kind of lays in his bed. And I walk downstairs like, that is the weirdest moment I think I've ever had with our kids. And she's like, what happened? And we're laughing. And she's like, he needs to pee. That's why he's awake. So I wake because uh, he didn't pee. Because I'm like, that's what I thought. He didn't pee. So I wake him up. And, he, and this time he looks at me. He's like, what are you doing here? I was like, well, I just, we were just talking. And he's like, yeah, I don't know what. It was so bizarre. He was, right, asleep, he was sleepwalking. He was yeah. absolutely sleepwalking. Yeah, but yeah. Like, I would walk near him and he would literally two steps back and turn. <laughs> it was like this weird boot scoot boogie we were doing. That I was like, what the heck? So anyway, John is not in that phase. Continue, John. Sorry. Sorry for the interruption. Yeah, well, I mean, usually at night when I go into my in my room, my wife's in there, and I'm like, hey, she takes three steps back and turns around. <laughs> Touche. It's, it's, it's weird. Life. It's that's a normal. weird. It yeah. is. It's, it's yeah. weird. In the wild, that's the beginning of a different thing. But in my life, it doesn't exactly. Well, this is Dadville, way. not Husbandville. Is, we, you yeah. know what I mean? Touché. So let's Touché. bring it back. Bring Touché. it back, buddy. Sorry, John, you were telling a story and I wrote yes. you. I'm sorry. So I, I, no, I always, you know, I want to glean advice from any yeah. parents who have daughters, Girls. especially yeah. who are older than my daughters, because I can, I can feel us getting into... You know, the territory where it's just, I'm terrified, you know, where they're mm-hmm. like you, 12 and 15, those are the oldest. Mm-hmm. So what, it, what <laughs> that, yes, mm-hmm. 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 it said a lot, it said what, a lot. <laughs> what are, what's some advice that you would give to me, a dad that has two daughters, six and nine, I'm getting ready to get into those years where emotions are dicey. What are the, what are some things that you've learned? You guys are the experts. Talk to them. Oh, yeah. Experts. Man. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah oh. I would say that I'm pretty much an expert. Yeah. So that's true. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you go, Shane. You're, you're, in, you're, you're, uh, ahead of, you're ahead of the game here. You know. Uh, Did it, you have that been, same fear of the uh, teenage years? Uh, I don't. You know, I think, I, I think my wife and I thought we would, we would slip through, you know, like uh the teens mm-hmm. i thought i thought we we were like oh man no man our daughter is so sweet she's such a feeler she's she's going to be the one that just loves us Defies the right. norm. Yeah, yeah just yeah. all this is that's just bull crap that that's not it's the parents fault you <laughs> yeah. know what i mean yeah, yeah, like right 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 you right, know if right. you're if your kid is a sinner it's yeah. your fault and we're yeah. awesome and we're awesome we you don't know sin. what i mean we don't you know i mean it's <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like i mean you know i think we've been surprised you know uh you know i think when you get into we uh you know our kids when they turn 13 14 15 15 is probably the most it's it's becoming more stark but they're they're 
they're learning uh, to think for themselves, and and they're learning to distance themselves from from you. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I think what what we've learned is just like stay in the game, man. Stay engaged. Yeah. Stay engaged. Just keep keep pressing in. Like as they like want to not talk about things. If they if they want to like retract man you just you just press in and so it, i i can see i feel the tendency i feel the 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 flesh my flesh wants to resist and wants to be like oh yeah do your thing get out you know that's fine you want to be a butthole right. you know <laughs> i hate buttholes you know what i mean i'm out i'm out on i'm out on you you know just get out <laughs> well cuz there's probably a I'm tendency sorry. i'm sorry dave <laughs> There's probably a tendency so much of this guy's so (laughs) much cursing. We'll just be bleeping so much (laughs) to like to treat any relationship, any friendship you have. It's like well, if someone starts to like you know, give push you out of their life, you're like, all right, fine, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, there's only so so many times I'm going to ask, yeah, but you can't treat your kids like that. No, you got to press in, and so you got to have hard conversations. You got to press in. You, I mean, you got to just love them. You know, like. And and they're dealing with things that that we're we're not used to deal dealing with. I wasn't used to dealing with. My parents weren't engaging with me. My wife's parents weren't engaging with her like in that way. Like they right. mm-hmm. are really like trying to to kind of help navigate like a, a lot of the things that are going on, you know, in yeah. our world, and then what's going on in their world relationally, you know, where you know there's like a divide now, uh, uh, you know. Even even my my daughter's friends as they're becoming fifteen, and and six some of them are sixteen, they're they're taking like a different path than than what they have. They're they're taking a path that's not their parents' path, and they're doing some things that are contrary to what um, my daughter would have expected, or vice versa. You know, and so it's like there's this divide that's happening. And mm-hmm. and just pressing in and trying to speak into that like biblically and lovingly and and say, man, you know, I'm this is, this is a weird weird dynamic, and I get it. And and but I would say ultimately, it's just like we wanna we wanna we wanna love our kids in a way that is helpful. We wanna equip them to go out into the world and be able to make a case for the Lord and and make a case um, and, and just be equipped with words and 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 how to communicate clearly and which is hard to do and so i just mm-hmm. say press in man talk talk a lot you know to your mm-hmm. kids uh it's a big deal yeah i would say uh just being okay with with the lord being in control mm-hmm. uh has been a big one for us of embracing the the awkward not feeling like um, you know, your identity is wrapped up in how they perform or don't perform mm-hmm. um, has been a huge deal. Um, I mean, uh, honestly, for me, like simply clinging to uh, the word in these ways of like like Psalm 23, verse 1, uh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, you know, um, which I've spent a lot of time thinking about that guy of like, <laughs> I, I feel I, I feel like I uh, a little uh, hypocritical, right? How do I say, how do I say the Lord is my shepherd? I shall not want, or who do I have in heaven, but you, the earth has nothing I desire, but you, like, 
how is that possible like, as a professional wanter? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, it's, it's not possible to not want. Uh, and so that's for a human, that's just how we're built. Um, but it is possible to find what we're wanting in him. So I think that's sort of more of the translation there of like, if I can uh, find this treasure to be everything that I'm looking for, then it frees me to love mm. in a way that I'm not expecting anything in return. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a that's a really free life, but that's a really difficult life because yeah. you're going into your day with your kids and like, I don't need anything from you. Yeah. Yep. I have yep. everything I'm looking for, but yep. you have to have that. Or you're going to be looking for it in them, or your wife, yeah. or your yeah. job, or your yes. whatever. Yes. And so if yep. you, so I'm most mornings, I'm I'm like preaching that to myself. Yeah. You yeah. know, because like it, they they're not going to give me anything mm. of like any kind of return that I wish they would give them. Mm. They usually don't. Yeah. Um. So I have to find that return somewhere. That's right. And then just trust that one where I'm finding it to uh to actually create hearts in them that uh, do what only he can do. Cause I mean, I can, I can bring down a hammer and change behavior all day long, but that's yeah. just not that, that that's often wounding a heart mm. and not, you know, discipling a heart. So I just think like, yeah, just, just the, the loss of control and the clinging to him is sort of a daily, uh, I think a daily help for us mm. parents um, as, as we, you know, try to walk the line of, um, you know, guiding and then letting them mess up. And I mean, there, I just don't know if there's a right answer. It's just this mm-hmm. daily dance of walking with them in the spirit and abiding with him and, you know, being so disappointed and clinging to him and being so like, you know, tempted to worry and be anxious because of this or that that's going on in their, in their life. And whether it's like physical or whether it's emotional, I'm just like, oh, just to not to let go of the tomorrows and let that worry about itself and mm-hmm. cling to Jesus. It's all it's all really really hard, hmm. um, yeah. but there is a freeing there is a there is a freedom that we can walk in that is called uh, surrender. You know, <laughs> um, that I count everything as trash compared to knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, and that should free me up to love them regardless of whatever return they're going to dish out. You know. Yeah. Somebody's preaching right yeah. now. Look at this. Hey, Dave. Hey, Johnny. Are you okay? No, I'm that took sorry. forever. You just woke me up. I was... Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, listen, now that you're awake, mm-hmm. if you're looking for a hilarious and lighthearted movie to watch with the whole family. Wait, 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 John. What did I ask you last night? What was the one thing I asked? You specifically asked what's a hilarious and lighthearted movie I could watch. I did for after But I you wanted to watch by yourself. That's this is for the whole family. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's then you fair. need to make plans right now, people, to see Family Camp, yes. the first feature film by the Skit Guys, exclusively in theaters on May 13th. The movie follows two polar opposite families who find themselves sharing a cabin for a week away at camp. With a highly coveted camp trophy at oh, stakes, years we've dads been Tommy and Eddie end up lost in the woods after a comedy of errors and mishaps. As everyone desperately searches for their whereabouts, the dads are forced to work together if they hope to find their way back to camp. Family Camp is a comedy fit for the whole family. Yeah. For more information or to find tickets to a theater near you, visit FamilyCampMovie.com. Again, that's FamilyCampMovie.com. All right, so listen, uh, we got two questions we always end this thing with, and you guys are just, you guys are the best. The Thank best. you so much for hanging. Oh, my Come gosh. On. Come on. Them Come on, musical pearls. Uh, okay, 
Uh, that's the first one. So, um, and y'all each have to answer this. You can't um, not answer it. So, what's the one thing you want your kids to know? Mm. Uh, I don't want to just come off that uh, that accidental sermon there and, and <laughs> dive right into the church kid answer. But, uh, yeah, Jesus. Okay, mm-hmm. your turn. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Your answer has I mean, that's to be it. different. Uh, man, I, you know, I, I want them to know that I, I think I'd, I'd want them to know that what I say, I believe, I believe, you know, Yeah. like if the, it was just like, man, I, my, I, I know my dad said a lot of things, but man, I, my, his life, his life backed that up. Mm-hmm. And I think it hopefully, you know, that that presses them to know the Lord, you know, it's, I, I think it, it you know, it, a lot of it, a lot of our faith is, you know, caught by them probably more than anybody else, you know, and so you want them to, I, I want them to, to see a, a genuine faith in my life, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and I mean that's what I that's what I want them to know. Yeah, that see? caught that caught not taught thing. I remember somebody saying that maybe even on this pod, and I just being like, oh my gosh, that is. So yep. true, yeah, and really yep. challenging. Better say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Can they it's not all, watch and just listen? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so just like this is don't this watch. Is, this is not a game. Yeah, or yeah. like an or an act that we do on stages. Yeah, that's and right. All that. like, that's this right. Is, it's all real. It's all yeah. real, and I think we uh-huh. all can attest to the fact that that is uncommon. You know, and and mm-hmm. relationship. You know, where and a lot of that has to do with just like man, I'm totally dependent upon the Lord to make it. You know, yeah. I am. And so you're going to see a lot of things, but that's that's me killing the flesh or the flesh killing me. And so, yeah. well, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and I would say that God's used the mistakes even more than the successes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. If there's a heart to go, uh, surrender humbly to them, ask for forgiveness, mm-hmm. tell yeah. them how much I need Jesus, and it makes it real for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. No question. That, that is something that I feel like I have learned the most in doing all these interviews is is that common theme. Like Miles Adcox, we had an interview with him where he said his phrase is, it's not about the rip, it's about the repair. And how much, mm-hmm. like, you know, how important it is to just apologize to your kids, be real, and just acknowledge the reality of any given mess up, you know, and how... That's it how powerful that can be even more so than getting it quote unquote right and saying the right thing in any given moment. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Last question is what do you want your kids to say at your funeral? Wow. That's big dad bill Mm -hmm. stuff right there. We're really good at this guys. Yeah, Yeah, you are. Thank you so much. Um, man, my, uh, my answers are so boring. Um, and so Shane, you can't do this one. Okay, good. But you can go, you know, like the last time, you can go round, roundabout, kind of the same, say the same, same thing answer. in a different way. <laughs> um, man, I I just would love for them to 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 say at my funeral that Dad was convinced that he was loved by God, like he was completely in on that. And he was convinced that, you know, 
Yeah, I'll stop there because that's just that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I want to. I want them to know that Daddy is is living for this uh, this person um, who loves him, mm. and and to really really believe that, like really believe that I'm doing that. Um, mm. So yeah, mm. he was really good at fishing. I love that. Mm. You know, shells. I mean? Yeah, just. The for guy souls. knew how to bait a hook. For men. For men. For men. <laughs> that's how you're going. I knew you were going to do it. Dude, Yeah. No, I think, I think ultimately that's the, I mean, it's the same, it's the same answer. I mean, we want to be, we want to live lives that are faithful. We want to finish the race. We want to finish the fight. Hmm. You know, we want to finish strong. I mean, and if it, if that, just praying for that sustaining power by the spirit, you know, because I think, you know, I think my eyes are still, so prone to wander. I think my heart is in flesh are so prone to want the things that don't fulfill. And so I think if it, at my funeral, I, I want to say, I want my kids to say the same thing I, that, that I want Jesus to say to me when I die, you know, mm-hmm. well done, my good and faithful servant. I think that's it. You know, it's just like, man, he, he made it, mm-hmm. you know, and hopefully they're at a place, hopefully I live long enough there at a place that they could say that, you know, genuinely. And so uh, that would be for me. That would be that would be it. You know, he was mm. a faithful dude. He was a faithful dude. Yeah, you know. Uh, uh, and so, yeah, that's my answer. Mm. You guys are legends. Thank y'all so much for hanging. Yes, thank you. This I think that so is great. the most I've laughed in an interview. I really <laughs> do. I Come on, I'm not kidding. You guys, you guys are so good at what you do. You do. You are good at it in so many ways. You're so good in so many ways. <laughs> don't do it. And y'all are hey, so, thank y'all, y'all are so, handsome. so anything that y'all want to tell the peeps that's, that's happening with y'all? Anything that they can, uh, anything new, any any fun? Dude, like Louis Giglio out? asked us one time, you know, you guys are still doing this? I'm like, yeah, we are, Louis. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just let you guys <laughs> know. Louis. Just hey. let you guys know we're still doing it. Yeah, you, you know are. what I mean? Okay. You're doing it well. You're doing Hey, well. we're, we're still, still doing it. <laughs> We're still you, making music. Yeah, you are. Do you know what I'm saying, Dave? And, it's, and it really is great. I'm not hey. just kidding. Listening to it all again this morning, I was like, "It's you guys are really good at what you do. When is I'm this? really thankful that y'all do that. When is this coming out? Uh, it's, uh, no, it's not. Sorry. I, okay. Did yeah. I tell y'all that? I just, oh, I'm so sorry. No, no, no. no, no. It's not a big deal. It's awkward. It's not a bit. This is just yeah. a FaceTime call. This is, yeah. I should have said, we're, this is a co-write. We're about to start a song. <laughs> this is just, <laughs> we just have really probing questions that begin a co-write. That's all. Uh, well, I'm really, I say that because I, there, I'm, uh, I, I wrote a song with a buddy. And uh, it was it sort of ended up being a prayer for the Ukraine. It's like just a oh my song. gosh! No, it'll be out and, in the next few weeks. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And awesome. we just we just yesterday we recorded it here with our little some of our staff. I mean, it's like just get in here, strap it in. Here's the song. Wow. And um, I mean, we haven't put it on a record, but um, it's just a it's just a little prayer for them. And and honestly, anyone who's going through like mm. um, struggle. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. Um, it's called. Uh, well, I don't know what's going to be called actually, but I think it's. I think at this moment, it's called "You've Already Won." Mm-hmm. Mm. I was yeah. so ready for like something in Ukrainian that was really. Long. It, <laughs> yeah. it would have been the third of y'all three. You, were, you were already won in Ukrainian that, between the the uh, the Spanish song you were talk, talking about earlier, Gabilan, and then, mm-hmm. and then E with your what was the one you had that was in Swahili? Uh, Trincos. 
Siahamba Kukinyene Krinkos. See, that actually It's a long issue. name. It is. Yeah. Um, in my middle name, oddly enough. Uh, thank you guys. Y'all are the best. Legends. Dead fish.